100 years ago, the greatest battle the Earth has ever seen began in the Somme, the region of France. More British and Canadian soldiers would die <clears throat> in one single battle than all of World War II. This is just a remarkable statistic. It's hard to wrap your mind around. Yet the relatively unknown event, it is a relatively unknown event today. Soldier Stories it brings a grunt's eye view of a battle to life using original and never seen footage of this particular battle from 1917. And it's a very powerful uh, film about uh, how far we have come in war and how little things have changed in terms of the technologies. Certainly made it more um, more efficient, but uh, the the stories in many ways remain very much the same. We're joined today by the director, Jonathan Kitson, and also the producer, Nick Reed, of this wonderful film, Soldier Stories. Gentlemen, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. And I, I, I did fail to mention, and I'll, I'll do that now, is that you were also part of the, the produ production team, the producers of the Academy Award-winning short doc, which was The Lady in Number 6, Music Saved My Life, from last, uh, last year. Congratulations, belated, but congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, I'll, sh I'll start with uh, Jonathan. Uh, uh, jump in, Nick, as well. But Jonathan, where did you come to um, the story and and the decision to turn the the story behind the Battle of the Somme into this more universal tale? Okay. The um, the this, well, the the thing about World War One is I think generally people uh, you know, have very little concept of what would the war involved and how many countries were involved and the scale of the battle. Um, we we seem to have become, over time, uh, you know, very much enraptured with World War II because obviously there were more survivors to interview and there were more films to be made, and as a result, you end up with this kind of huge discrepancy where, with World War II films, there's perhaps three to five thousand, and with World War One films, you'll be very 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 hard to find a hundred. Yeah, um, and it's uh, this kind of lack of knowledge, uh, which is one of the things that we wanted to address and, and try to also like, show people what the experience of being a soldier was, specifically in World War One. Because again, I think that within um, Hollywood and, and certainly within the public, there's a uh, there's this great glamour to World War Two, and, and World War One has kind of been pushed aside and forgotten. And, and some of the horrors of World War One really are. Um, are so vast they're they're even more uh, of a larger scale than in World War two and certainly this one battle the Battle of Somme, which was um July first nineteen sixteen the hundredth anniversary is the start of the of the World War one is going to be monday uh, and in that battle you had the the British the Newfoundlanders um, the French mainly against the Germans and it just turned into a massive massive bloodbath over a period of months and the uh, the British Received more casualties in one day than uh, than any other uh, time. They lose almost sixty thousand men on the first day. You know, to put that in perspective, we talk about a lot about D-Day, the seventh anniversary just passed. They lose more men in the first hour than uh, the entire D-Day invasion, and six times more casualties on one day than the entire D-Day invasion. It is just a massive, massive conflict, and uh, we try to bring that to light in film by uh, using kind of a novel technique of bringing uh, new veterans, veterans from Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, we interviewed a few people from Vietnam as well, and having them tell the story of what it's like to be a soldier 
and use their personal stories, their personal uh, experiences to narrate the soldier's story of 100 years ago. And it was kind of a gamble, and it, and it worked out really, really well because you start to realize as you listen to these people talk about the, the act of being shelled or shooting, or, you know, shooting at somebody, it's the same experience. This, this experience is universal. And World War I really was the first modern war. Nick, were you, were you aware of the scale of, of carnage that was, was uh, visited upon people in, in World War I before you got involved with this? Um, you know, I'm English, so World War One is a little bit more probably closer to the culture. Yeah. So you, you have a feeling that it was kind of uh, bad, but you, as John says, you know, this came out, I, I first had an interest in World War One, and John and I were talking, we were reading diaries of soldiers from World War One, and what we realized is actually nothing has really changed for the soldier in a hundred years. Um, and John, I have to give him credit. Because I was like, how do we try and contemporize the, the mm-hmm. film? Mm-hmm. Came up with a fantastic idea of interviewing soldiers from today. And uh, when you watch the film, you basically are looking at images of World War One. You're hearing the voices of soldiers from Iraq and Afghanistan, and you basically realize that nothing has changed for the soldier ever. He's still the first guy. Over. He's still the first guy getting shot at. And a bullet's a bullet. A bullet hasn't changed a lot in a hundred years. Yeah. Um, when we got into it, though, and you really started to understand it, then it was quite. It was quite shock and awe because it just the, the amount of loss. The um, you know it's the first industrial war. We had machine guns and mines, and for a, for a, a country to be at war using gas, mustard gas, yeah. and for both both countries afterwards to basically say they'll never use gas again, that just puts in perspective how bad the gas must have been yeah. for, for both sides who hate each other to say, okay, we won't do it again in the future. So just a pure. Um, I think needless loss of life. I mean, within obviously the horrific stories, there are amazing stories. Yeah. Um, and this is trench warfare. This was basically looking the guy in the eye that you were shooting at, uh, and you were literally right next to your buddy. So it was uh, probably the most uh, personal war for a long time as well. Yeah, and there are a couple of things I think to comment because you, you're, they're in the film, and you're, a lot of the, the 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 perspectives from the soldiers of World War One is is in this film. Obviously, audio-wise, no, but you've got the sort of the the writings of people who who, who went through this. Um, but I think it's you're right. Uh, this was really the first industrial war. The 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 ability of a nation to to focus its industrial output on on manufacturing killing machinery uh and then you had this situation with generals it sounds like generals who were fighting the last war so this was just a absolutely brutal combination for the soldiers in the field for this oh, absolutely then you, you can you can see that in the in the uh you know in the like driving well. super fast um formula one car with the brakes of the model t it's like you know it's not going to be pretty yeah um, and I, I don't even know if I mentioned it before. I think we came on the air. Did we say the total number of people that died in the Somme? Uh, Nick, what was the number? I'm sorry. The, the number is a little over a million casualties Jesus. in the Battle of the Somme. The, the, as, as you start to find out when you start doing the, uh, the try to find out what the exact number is, nobody really knows. And it depends on how the records were kept and what you, you determined was a casualty or KIA or missing and when they actually uh, put them into the, the death roll. And it is um, very, very different, and there's a lot of different numbers out there, but the general consensus is that it's over a million. And, you know, the other thing to remember, in, in general, going by why this was more deadly to the British, is that the British 
casualties in in World War Two uh, were were only about thirty five forty percent of what they were in World War One. So they had far more dead in World War One. It was a far more bloody war for them, um, which is why they surpassed uh, their entire casualties in World War Two in just a single battle. Uh, I want to remind our listeners, we're, sp- we're speaking with Jonathan Kitson and uh, Nick Reed. Uh, they are part of the production team. Uh, Jonathan, director, Nick, producer of this film, uh, Soldiers' Stories. And um, I-, I don't want to focus this sol- solely on World War One. I. I just, it's, it's again, it's part of history that, as you rightfully point out, we've sort of uh, forgotten about it. But... Uh, uh, but it nonetheless had a tremendous impact. It went from being the war that to end all wars to the war that we've uh, many people have just forgotten even happened in, in many ways. But it, but exactly. it, you know, and also it's also this is not addressed in the film so much, but it's also a war that that continues to resonate to this day considering it was the end of the Ottoman Empire and the impact it had on the Middle East. So it's, it may feel like an historical artifact, but in fact it still matters in our world today, which is pretty remarkable. No, it's, a, it's a very valid point. It, it, we live today in the world from World War One more so than the world from World War Two. Yeah. Because yes. that redefined it. it was the end of the empires. There were no there were no real empires after World War One. You know, you start you start with uh, all these uh, various monarchs declaring war, and by the time the war is over, that is pretty much the end of the uh, monarchical system around the world. So it's uh, it was a very big turning point. Uh, yeah. and, uh, the also worth mentioning, we didn't mention the film is actually in three D. There, <laughs> and by the way, it's in th- yes, you're right. It's in three D. Uh, which, Nick, which Nick, was we, probably the hard part of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nick, you were going to say something. Yeah, I, say, I mean, you know, the one thing I want everyone to know is, is first of all, if you have, if you know any veterans, uh, the film is screening at the plant in Van Nuys, the plant 16, and it's free to all veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, second thing, as John said, it's in 3D. The whole goal really for us was to try and give those of us who've never been to war and never been shot at a slight insight to what it's like to be a soldier. Yes. You know, we all know soldiers are coming back with PTSD, and kind of PTSD was kind of first really a result of World War One because of, of what happened. Um, so the, the thing really for, for me is I used to be in the Navy. Um, I'm not a pro-war person, but I think if someone is going to go to war on behalf of their country and do what their country asks, you know, they, a lot of the guys come back and, you know, their senses are so completely acute because they're in survival mode that they have trouble fitting back sometimes. And I think really for us, this is really kind of to honor soldiers and for those of us to um, go see the film. And the 3D allows you to get some sense of what it is in terms of intensity to be a soldier, to be, to be at war, and just really to respect, because I think, you know, veterans of any country yes. go to war for that country are doing an amazing thing. And I think when they come back, if they need a bit of help, we all need to respect them. So really it's about... Yeah. Soldiers in general, because nothing's happened in 100 years, there's still the guys going over. And it's really like just you got to give those people a bit of respect. I couldn't agree more, and thank you for pulling uh, this conversation exactly where it should be, which is about this idea of the universality of the just the, uh, the impact that this has on... Uh, it's easy to look at war and say the impact it had on foreign policy and the world that we live in and all the rest of it, but this insidious sort of effect, impact it has... On, on a society that has lived through war and the impact it has on, on the soldiers who, who fight these wars and come home and have to deal with the mundane after being in this extraordinary set of circumstances, the likes of which I can't even imagine, but you get a sense of it in watching um, soldiers' stories that this is, this is such an important part 
of the of what we know about war, what we should know more about, actually, in some ways. Um, and uh, and thank you for pointing out, Nick, that it, again, I'll repeat this: the Regency Theater in Van Nuys. This is what's called Regency Theater is Van Nuys Plant 16. It's in Van Nuys, obviously. Uh, the film will begin playing uh, at noon uh, today, starting today, uh, July 25th, running through the end of uh, till next week, till next Friday. And as you said, veterans are uh, w- with IDs get in for free, and I, th- I think that's wonderful. Um, now, tell me a little bit about how you went about, Nick, how you found these uh, the particular soldiers. Was this uh, some sort of vetting process, or how did you how did you get? Because you tell some universal stories as well as very personal stories about it. Uh, I think probably John is better because John was uh, okay. more part of that, that oh. part. John. So, uh, in answer to your question, we had we went through a bunch of different uh, organizations. We uh, we were supported by the National Infantry Foundation. Um, they facilitated uh, a reach out through um, Fort Benning to uh, veterans, combat veterans who wished to participate, um, who answered the call. Um, they were very helpful to us. Uh, we also went to different veterans affairs organizations. Um, we also found a pool of veterans who were all on the GI Bill, who were up at Berkeley, um, who shared their stories very graciously with us and actually were um, had some very profound things to say. And um, that kind of felt was the core of it. We also we also performed a, a number of other interviews in other countries, but the the uh, film as it is now is a is about the uh, Amer- narrated by American soldiers with a very kind of uh, American experience in it. Um, but again, I think it really doesn't matter because yeah. it's, it's a universal experience anyway. You get shot at if you're French or if you're uh, British or from the U.S. It's pretty much the same thing. That's great um, authenticity to the movie. And the only thing I'd say is that um, none of us can imagine what it's like to be shot at. And we all see movies and we think it's something. Uh, when you hear these guys talk about their experiences, their experiences that I think you imagine that you and I would say about what it's like to be shot at. Yeah. And it's such a fantastic insight to how they're feeling. And then when you see what they're doing, in addition to the way they feel, because running into battle is not necessarily in some cases what they want to do, uh, it's really quite um, it's quite unique and quite uh, mind-opening. Yeah, and I, I in, the, in, the, in the film, how they, uh, a number of the soldiers talked about, you know, their reaction to, you know, a, the first bullet flying by you, and you realize, you know, this is it. And, yeah. and how they... Uh, revert back to their most basic training. How you know how telling that is that they they go to the that instinct, but also to their training. And these soldiers are obviously this is what they were prepared to do. But I just it's hard to it really just it would be uh, in, it's unimaginable. I, I I have never nor do I have any context for it. Um, but it, you know what was particularly telling in this and um, Nick. It's sort of the the the, real, the reaction of people living in these situations. Now, obviously, World War One was a trench warfare, and Jonathan, you pointed out how close they were to one another in terms of the enemy and and the allies, um, and even he, the the discussion from one of the soldiers that, to talking about, you know, balling up in a in a foxhole. You know, uh, that same reaction, that same feeling of of uh, just the most basic element in life. Really, I just. 
I don't even know if I have a question here, Nick. I just, I just, I, I mean, it just, well, it's, it's well, just a sort of reaction. I'm, I'm I think sorry. that was one, well, certainly one of the things we try to get across about in the film. And again, we, we used the, we kind of went the hard way with the film is that we went with uh, original 3D images. So mm -hmm. to kind of backtrack on that, the photography comes out in 18, uh, late 1820s, and by 1840, they're already shooting 3D, so it wasn't something that James Cameron invented. And by uh, the American Civil War, they shoot 1,200 stereo photos of the American Civil War. By World War One, they shoot maybe 20,000 to 100,000. I'm not really sure. We actually went through for the film about seven to 8,000 images in total um, to call images out for the movie. Um, and in 3D, it's a very it's a very different kind of visceral experience, um, and that really adds to it. And what we tried to show, which I don't think people really appreciate so much, is that you know you you live in a little teeny place. This is, your world is a, is a hole in the ground, and and uh, your existence is confined to a very small air, sub, somewhat subterranean area for years, and it's it is quite a, a miserable. Um, you know, think to contemplate when we consider now we have very dynamic battlefronts and people were out and, you know, they have air conditioning. And back then, you know, you, you sat in a mud slit in the winter and it filled up with ice and that's, uh. that's where your home was. So it's, it's pretty horrific. With, with rotting, dying, I mean, dead bodies rotting in front. I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard to imagine. It's just, yeah, uh, I mean, and there are, there are photographs that bear that out in the, in, in the film, but, you know, it's a little bit like, uh, the beginning of Terminator, where it's a kind of desolation, and there was, you know, in, in the situation in, in in reality in World War One, they didn't have all the time born able to collect bodies, so they would they'd be constantly turned up by uh, artillery fire and then reburied. So it was it was it was pretty much hell on earth. Uh, and you know, I think it's telling today that if you look at aerial photographs, you can still see the trenches, you can still see the shell holes. God, a hundred years later, uh, the the Battle of Fursome, there was one point. One million seven hundred thousand shells in one week. Is that? Or yes, it was a, the largest artillery barrage of uh, all time, and uh, including the final hour, they shot a quarter million rounds off um, just for the final uh, hour of battle, which I think is pretty much unprecedented uh, in any in any theater of battle. And uh, you know the Germans. The Germans did survive and obviously inflicted heavy casualties on the British, but uh, a lot of them. Uh, depending on where they were in the line, you know, had obviously uh, severe um, TBI, uh, traumatic brain injury cases, because they were shelled not just for a couple of days or hours, but for an entire week. It's just, it's, yeah, yeah. So you can imagine what that was like. Oh. They said it was just completely uh, nerve-wracking. Yeah. Now, Nick, I, um, I don't. I assume this was near the end of uh, you had you had Mickey Rooney as narrator, more or less at the beginning of the film. Um, what? Did you get reach out to him, or or what was that process? Because it's um, probably the know, last thing he did. We, we we chose Mickey because you know he was someone that people had heard of. Yeah. We were both huge fans of his, and more importantly, he was uh, a military veteran. And right. I think that on the documentaries we've been working on, like Lady in Number Six, that was something we started thinking it would be a good story. And when we met Alice, the central lady, you know, we left and went, oh, my God, this is not a good story. This is an unbelievable story. <laughs> uh, on this movie, you know, we were both fans of Mickey Rooney. I mean, he's legendary. And we, you know, he, we asked him if he would come in. We said, look, we don't have a lot of money. And he, we told him what it was about. And he goes, I'm there. And, um, you know, listening to him talk about the fact that sometimes he would do 10 or 12 shows a day in World War II and he woke up at 4 a.m. in the morning 
and then he would do a little show for these six soldiers because he knew they probably weren't coming back. Um, he gave such incredible uh, atmosphere and realism and authenticity to, to the film and what he brought. Yeah. Um, we were really, really, really lucky because he was just a really amazing guy. Yeah. He always seemed to be that guy, that uh, very uh, positive, really kind of embraced life. Uh, whatever happened, he seemed to, you know, to be able to sort of bounce back if it was not a good thing. Very nice. Seemed like a very nice man. So. And, you know, and to, to Mickey Rooney's credit, this was before the USO. He, he enlisted as a uh, private. Um, right. And he he served in the regular army. They they thought he was better serving at to entertain the troops. He was actually he didn't actually join uh, to entertain, but he joined as a combat soldier. And he uh, he served uh, valiantly in the Battle of the Bulge and was given the, the Silver Star. That's I, I didn't know that, and that's a fantastic story. Wow. Um, I want to once again remind our listeners uh, that uh, the film Soldiers okay. S- Stories is uh, is going to be playing starting this w- today here uh, J- July twenty fifth. At the Regency Theaters in Van Nuys, uh, and it's uh, screening today from 12 p.m. on, uh, and you can go check that out. And if you're a veteran with an ID, you get in for free. Non-military guests will be admitted for four dollars. Obviously, uh, you're trying to get as many people to see this. I think it it is invaluable uh, history lesson, but an invaluable lesson in human behavior. Uh, how, in so many ways, we've come, we have not come very far in the last hundred years in terms of what we think war is like and what it's actually like, and um, this will help. If, if there's any way you can go see the film, because to see the film in 3D, where you see the basically what it feels like to be in a, in a rabbit hole, yeah. that will be amazing. So obviously I hope people see it in the future, wherever they see it on television. But if you do have any support, to see it on a big screen in 3D, is the closest you're going to get to get like some small essence of what it's like to be a soldier in battle. So yeah. you can go, please do go because it will be worth it so much. Well, I w- thank you so much, uh, gentlemen, for being here again. Uh, Jonathan Kitson, director, and Nick Reed, producer of the film Soldier Stories, uh, as well as uh, congratulations again, belated, but congratulations for your Academy Award for uh, the Lady in Number Six. Music saved my life. Thank you so much. Thank you very thank much for having us. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.